Hello guys, this is Lasman from Flutter FM. In the first episode, pilot episode, I talked about Flutter FM, and today I have two amazing hosts, uh, Abhinath and Bigyan. Abhinath is from Sri Lanka, Bigyan is from Nepal, and so am I. Introducing myself, I'm Lakshman, and I've been doing uh, Flutter for more than one and a half year or two years or so, and uh, been doing Android development and mobile development five years or so. And I'm a pretty normal guy. But these two other guys, they are amazing. They are geeks. Some, uh, one of them is, is even. So, Bigan, please go on and introduce. Hello, I am Bigan Kimire from Kathmandu, Nepal, and I have been involved with Flutter from the several release of the Flutter. And I am electronics and communication engineering student, and I am enthusiastic about technologies. So, Lakshman, some bit of the typical geek. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a geek. Oh, you yeah, are a, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd, I guess. I don't know. So, hi, I'm uh, Avinath. Uh, I'm based out of Colombo, Sri Lanka right now. Um, I've been developing with Flutter for the past three years now, I think. Two to three years. And I've been a mobile developer for about four, for about four years or so. Uh, so, I'm part of the Android Java game. So, I'm sorry. I still haven't hopped onto the Kotlin bandwagon, but I'll get there soon. But currently, I'm exploring Flutter right now, and I'm pretty heavily into it. Flutter. I'm also one of the co-founders of uh, the Colombo Flutter community, which is uh, one of Sri Lanka's Flutter communities. Um, and yeah, we hold meetups, events, uh, lectures, teach companies about it. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff actually. So I'm looking forward to being on this podcast with Lakshman and Begin. And uh, yeah, let's see how this thing goes. Oh, like we have planned it a long time ago, right? It was more than four months ago or so. Actually, sure, yeah. when you got hired into this project that I was working on, and we talked about it and we wanted like you know, create a podcast episode talking about this. Yeah. Right? Uh, better later than never, right? Mm-hmm. Here we are recording our first. Love the name though. Flutter FM. Yeah. Um, yeah. I asked for this name in Twitter and read it. And surprisingly, this name came from myself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about that? <laughs> okay. So, I, I think let's talk about the topic for today. I know like Topic is not an important thing for the first. The first episode in itself is the important. But yeah, episode cannot be impersonal, right? We cannot just put <laughs> a noise, white noise and publish. Uh, we wanted to talk about testing. And recently, we are working on a project together. We have been dealing with a lot of tests. Maybe uh, we were not that familiar with testing before, but chances are we have got a lot from this project. And today, we'll be uh, centered around the topic of testing and how, how it's done, uh, how should we approach it and how should we not approach it what's the next thing to do or what we don't know right so what will be the good point to start begin so i have developed a few projects on the past and i have not done any sort of testing whatsoever my app is working fine so i don't see the meaning of testing and why we should do it yeah like applications they run without test they work well without test and there are i believe a lot of applications that do not have lots of tests but work flawlessly at least to a point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if and there's I'm, some enterprise-grade applications that work flawlessly without any tests. Yeah. If I'm not wrong, uh, okay, I could be totally wrong, okay? But maybe it's three or four years ago, Telegram application did not have tests. Really? Oh, oh Telegram. That's surprising. 
So or? is Telegram native? Yeah, it is native. Let me just check it. Or it did not have any, you know, good architecture. Mm. Like we 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 use those like MVP, MVVM, and those kind of stuffs, right? It did not have. It did not have that kind of architecture. So how how big was Telegram then back then? Was it with a Java and Olaxman? Uh, so uh, this particular Telegram has fifteen hundred key stars and it has started seven years. This is the one, but like I believe there was Telegram slash Telegram, or okay. I could be wrong. Okay? Telegram Android, but like there are a lot of Telegram ports as well, right? Yeah, I think this yeah. is the one, and uh, this is the project Telegram Messenger project, and inside here we have source main. Yeah, I think it still does not have any tests. It still doesn't have any tests. No, they have their lessons. Yeah, but it seems to be working fine. So. Okay, so, seems so for like- all the listeners out there, uh, this is sort of going to be the style of the podcast where we co-discover everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like this is the thing, right? And um, Google, right? Telephony, and all those things. Yeah, it does not have taste. Or like I could be like I could have made blunder while recording this. I don't rule out that. Because I always think that I have missed, I might have missed up something. <laughs> I always put a margin of error there <laughs> whenever I, I need to have a confirmation. Okay, but at least it's per my research as of now, Telegram does not have end. So that means like app run pretty well without it. Right. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, and we uh, start off with the, uh, something that doesn't have this. Yeah, and one of the thing is. Uh, so testing is religious, you know. So people take it religiously. Either they like are fully devoted to it, or like they take it pragmatically. So yeah. okay. like other religions. What I mean is, testing is kind of religion to some people. They literally follow the you know red green refactor cycle for every single code they write. And one of the person that I have followed and looked up to is Uncle Bob, like Bob Martin, whatever name you are familiar with for that character or person. <laughs> Or the legend, right? Yeah. Uh, he's a pretty big supporter of this TDD movement, along with Kent Beck, who actually wrote the TDD book, right? And basically, what they say is testing is about like having a confidence on your code. Okay. Uh, one thing that gives you confidence when you make some change. So, for example, there could be thousands of lines of code, right? Yeah. How can you be so sure that the Thing you added or changed in one corner of the code does not break, like you know, the far corner of the code uh, or the like the different package, different file. How do you make sure of that? You you mm. could you cannot do that, right? Either you have yeah. to be, like super strict and like you know, uh, super uh, acute about your sense of code review. Yeah. Or that mistake could actually pass in production. So I certainly think like the case with um, like you know with many I'd say. Typically, projects like the if a well-planned project isn't well conceived, I guess uh, if everything isn't planned out from head to toe, it's very hard to follow a TDD uh, development strategy, right? Because you sort of need the entire specification. So the thing that I see that a lot of, uh, especially young startups actually, do, is that TDD actually is not about the whole, like you know, big picture. Okay, it's about tiny little details. Like TDD is more exactly. functions and small. Methods that you write. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. like these small functions basically need to tie in together, right? Uh, to make everything big. That is make a different thing. You cannot almost. Uh, that, I don't think TDD is a is a great 
option for if it even is for those kind uh-huh. of integration thing is different okay basically i think uh, i think uncle bob has written a library or a tool called fitness fit any sse or something like that following the tdd principle but that is used for instrumentation testing oh, okay 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 i mean there are a lot of those a lot of those kind of tools so basically you can write in like human language what needs to be tested yeah. either there can be tool or there could be testers right okay. so testers also uh, do the testing in 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 the level of instrumentation okay they they, they you know they can they, they are really great at breaking things yeah okay. as far as the test, testers i have been introduced to it like they are good at break <laughs> and so that like we can break it early and fix it early and now like i think we have gone too far here let's come back to the center of uh, topic about testing and like yeah software can work flawlessly without test as well but how come you sure the thing is even if you have 100% test coverage you cannot be 100% sure software mm-hmm. it's software right it can go wrong but you know the things that you have tested and if those tested tests do not fail you know that your application won't fail on the cases that you have included in test okay so basically it's like when you make some changes you run the application and you test the application whether it's working properly or not right yeah basically you are trying to simulate that with a computer mm. okay so you have to do that every time so computer does that for us computer itself does that for us. Mm. that's the case that's why yeah that's why we have like you know the golden line in testing like assert and in flutter we use the aspect right assert is mm-hmm. almost in every uh, mocky to j unit or p unit or k unit whatever testing libraries for every uh, languages we have those kind of frameworks for testing right yeah basically we will be asserting things, uh, whether yeah. this particular thing is equals to this thing that we are trying to calculate mm-hmm. and those tests we do not do the computer does it right we write methods and processes to actually how tell computers how computer can for us yeah yeah we can so it's two thing i one is you cannot test all the behaviors every single time mm. so mm. so you need to like automate those things, those testing things but if you can test every single thing every single time you make changes and you are okay with it you might not need and yeah. in fact yeah. that's, that's what you might be doing yeah that's where i am struck because uh, if we use best practices uh, for separation of business logic and the ui components i don't think uh, why we would uh, worry about the test one, one component breaking another and we would need test for that the thing is you don't know where you mess up you can always make rules but those rules can be broken yeah right we'll say but at the end of the day like what's you need to also worry about the complexity of right so Absolutely. i think the uh, at least the assumption is that we think testing is need, needed for a and based on that thing where Make, uh, doing this another advantage is separation of concern is really great thing i mean like you know you cannot have a tangible uh, you know quant- quantize the tangibility of separation of concern it's really really important and helpful making a good maintainable code okay one thing that i have discovered over the period that i have done testing is that if we write test for a particular piece of code that makes us aware of the things uh, that we are doing in the code so for example if the code is you know a uh, spaghetti and lot of dependencies are there like they are coming from i don't know where right like god knows where they are coming dependent 
and all those things, right? And seems like when we just maybe write the line of code or just copy paste the line from Stack Overflow like we all do, right? And that might work. And that works at a point and we we call it a day, right? Because if it's working, why break it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and at that point, our code base becomes a mess because it has a lot of dependencies. Like, you know, we, we make a rule that we'll separate the concerns, right? But there might be yeah. a case where we'll be just making a call to platform from a model, right? Mm. But that, that does not fail our code, right? Mm. Because it runs. It runs as we should. Is it should? So now, if we write test uh, and we need to manage the dependencies by ourselves, then we'll have a pretty good structure and architecture about the separation of concern and a good dependency injection framework automatically done if we write test first. Because if a particular behavior is creating objects by itself, we won't be able to test it, right? Now yeah. we'll have to provide those dependencies, and that is the DI part, right? And if we can control the dependency, okay. And if we can okay. control the inputs, we can basically control the output. So yeah. take example of a mathematical function. So for example, fx equals to x squared plus 1, right? So if you pass 2 in it, it gives 5, right? Yeah. Yeah. No matter which computer you run it in, no matter the time of a day, no matter the time zone, every single time if we pass 2 in the function as x squared plus 1, it gives 5, right? Those are pure functions. And yeah. testing it, you know, inspires us to write as pure code as possible okay? because yeah. to test impure code is a nightmare yeah that's definitely true. sometimes yeah. just impossible to sorry avina i think i yes no i just said that, that it's sometimes impossible to to set certain code bases that are basically untestable right yeah sometimes they are so for example we had this uh, uh testing to be done that depended on a platform file right at that point we cannot even test it right because unit tests, they are purely on Dart VM, right? But yeah. our API is calling some platform methods that needs to be executed on any platform, for example, Android, iOS, or Mac, or Windows, or anything like that. And we don't have that Dart VM itself. So what we should do is we should mock it. Yeah. So begin. So I think um, I went too far. And to answer your question, why should we do it, even if our code is working? Core works so, like there are many examples that uh, without test working flawlessly, flawlessly good, awesome apps, right? Awesome systems. And uh, one of the like two major, I mean, two major things I would at least suggest uh, for actually writing code is listening your labor by automating the things you should like, you know, manually do, delegate it to computer. It can do it faster than you. It can do it any hours of the day, right? 24 hours, we can run it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's basically taking advantage of, you are basically delegating your uh, work to computer. You The thing is, you just need to find the language how to tell the computer to test it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do that, you'll never have to, you know, test that piece of code again, ever again. Mm -hmm. And another one is, testing helps in creating a great architect. It helps okay. us. Really true. Like it, it, it forces up your mind Sorry? Develop it, right? So it certainly clears up your mind on how to write a piece of code, how to write yeah. a piece of testable code. Because yeah, always when, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please, you come. So uh, certainly, like, when you're thinking about it, like, uh, can I test this code? Like, if you're writing a piece of code, you're always thinking, can I test this code? And if you figure out that you can't test this code, then you figure out why. Chances are it's typically some sort of dependency injection, and you format that code so that it becomes 
testable and thus you actually make it much more reusable and much more modular as well thus ending up with cleaner code so always having that uh, mindset of is this code testable can i test this code is quite important yeah so if your test if your code is testable that means you have pretty good attitude mm-hmm. at least yeah. to some extent like 80% of the time i i, I don't yeah, want to like uh, say that uh, like silver make make that a silver line but that is a really good indicator it, I, I, i wouldn't say like it's the i wouldn't say in terms of pattern or what pattern you use but i would certainly say of uh, how uh, decoupled your code is yeah, patterns is at the end of the day when, like, yeah, yeah. but me. certainly like uh, when it comes to like decoupling your code at the end of the day when you're unit testing something you are unit testing you're testing each individual function uh, and if you can test it well that means you do have decoupled code uh, which is always good always modular code is much better and much more reusable as well and so yeah, certainly yeah Mm. Okay. Yeah. Those those two for those two reasons I would be doing testing. But why don't I do testing? Right? Like I'm not the guy who has hundred percent test coverage. Always does the red, green, and red. Let me actually bring up a I think a very concerning and interesting question here. Yeah. Sure. Uh, how like okay? So how many of the clients that you worked with actually believed testing work? works for them or in your company how many other project managers actually let you do some sort of unit or widget test so till now only one really thinks this why why is that that's okay so like i mean i feel like that's the same for many people um especially in smaller startups too is that i i get that companies want to de- rapidly develop a product and get it out there but at the same time they don't think that unit testing or widget testing or whatever testing is really necessary because they have some QA engineer to test the app. So that's that's something that's always concerning for me. Uh because the thing is is that when that happens and at the end something breaks and some someone's there always to blame which is the developers, right? So like my main question is is that why don't these guys see it and how can we make them see it? Lakshman? Yeah, so basically if you are the you are the punishable guy like who gets the blame at the end, I think the start should be from you not the client because that's your problem not client he needs the app up and running all the time right and the thing is now yes. whether the client actually lets us write the test is the question now right now that's the thing yeah sometimes they don't because because we don't write good test or at least we don't know how to write test and we take a lot of time and time means money for them right because we are charging while we are writing test right yeah and if that does not translate to a you know tangible productivity or a tangible feature uh, they are not going to like it right yeah so this is a kind of chicken egg problem okay so yeah clients don't want us to write code because we are not great testers and we cannot write great test because we have not written test and because client do not want us to write test right yeah, let's presume that we were great testers and we 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 typically write tests for all of our projects uh, with pretty decent code coverage and we test it thoroughly even still like not even just clients right the project managers they would not let their teams do any sort of test they think it's unnecessary i think they they will not prohibit writing test mm. because some of the developers they get speed when they are writing test it uh, uh yeah i get where you're coming from yeah the thing is though like i think for the majority of it it slows them down like say because for every hour of code that you write because they don't know like say for example right 
that 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 is a valid point. But let's say that they do. Yeah. Let's say that they're quite well well versed with this. Let's presume. Let's say that. Let's presume that. Um. But let's say for every hour of code that you write, you're maybe spending about half an hour to forty-five minutes writing test code, right? Sometimes even longer. Some, Now this is sometimes sorry? sometimes less because sometimes that's certainly certainly. Um, but the thing is, is that like especially like project managers. I mean, at the end of the day, these guys have to create the time estimates, timelines, and everything for a certain project so and that they can money. calculate a suitable deadline, right? And make money. And make money, of course, because they want to spend the least amount of time as possible. But at the end of the day, uh, what we see, is, or what I've seen at least, is that when companies do this, they often end up with a buggy app, something that isn't uh, written well. Not to mention, when you actually avoid that process, a lot of the code actually becomes quite coupled together. Which and means extensibility is even even if there are tests in the application, that app can still be buggy and crappy. Certainly, no, certainly, certainly. But not not only the bugs itself, but The piece of code that's written isn't actually that decoupled. It's the architecture is not good, yeah. meaning that uh, it's not extensible. So whenever these guys want to reuse some sort of code or make it and test, right? Sorry, users don't see the architecture and the test that we have written. Yeah, they don't. But the thing is, is when they want to implement and whether it works well, right? And if it works well, if it works well without, why do? Why would they invest? That's true, but the thing is, is that let's say further down the line they want to implement right. a new feature, right? Yeah, this is not something that we can put blame on anybody. Okay. Yes. Any party that we can put a blame on, I believe it's the developer out. Okay. Okay. Sure. Because right. if we uh, master the craft of testing in one language, it's gonna work in almost every single other platform, right? Yeah, With more or less. Source and pieces like you know, somebody say, I mean, like it has the name of coffee. Let's not give like like let's not call the name. Okay, okay. If you didn't <laughs> espresso in Android, <laughs> okay. And like yeah. pretty much almost at least unit testing is really translatable from one. Yeah. And if we master the craft of testing in one language and practice testing, so if you bow to yourself that I'm gonna write test for my side projects, okay. Every single like, like just for the sake of it, I'm gonna have hundred percent. And you might not be actually testing the good behavior or the reliability of application, but you will be learning testing that, right? Yeah, true. If you learn to write good test and you can write test in speed, okay, you can get a pretty good speed while writing test and the production code. I bet no manager or you know client will prohibit. It's just the thing that we are not efficient with writing test that they don't want to. Yeah. You know, spend their time and money on it. Makes But sense, we think, sorry, if we can give them the value of the time and money they are investing while we are writing, hmm. I don't think any managers or bank will reject that one. Yeah, also true. So, how can you actually help startups and clients actually be more open to this, like to actually letting their teams try and do this and actually help get better? Um, What are your thoughts? Team itself is not easy. It's a hard skill to master because. I have learned many things over the year, okay, but I have not fully got it still now. Maybe because nobody needed it in you know perfect condition. It was not needed in production. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. But testing unit testing is fine. Like unit testing works well. Like uh, my my plan. I mean my strategy before last six seven months used to be like when I need to like you know automate the testing process and I cannot do that manually. I'll write test. Usually there are unit tests to 
test my logics. You I test? Yeah. I'll do that myself. <laughs> right? And that would trade you well, actually. I mean, it's all about trade-off, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I that point. And now, uh, we are working on this project, which is like fully dynamic. And backend can throw anything at us. And we have yeah. to build the, app, build the app out of the, like, you know, JSON from the backend. Like, we are feeding JSON to our app. Our app basically is JSON. Yeah. And we have to, you know, buy yeah. JSON and convert it into an app, right? Yeah, I like it's literally a visual representation of the JSON. Like, literally. <laughs> and, and imagine, like, that's a, you know, enterprise resource management system, a big system. And, like, yeah. everything is... <laughs> Uh, coming as a JSON from backend, like if you mess up one in one place, and like it will be really hard to test manually. Trust me. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, me and my client were sure that we need test, we need a lot of testing because we will not be. Yeah. yeah. And we decided that testing will be a major part of the application, and we yeah. decided to plan the architecture. I know, like you guys came later. To the same, and you might, you guys, like, you know, but hopefully, like, uh, I have started a good foundation. <laughs> Begin, you're being awfully quiet. Speak up. Hello. Hi. Yeah, it is. It is pretty understandable now why we need this, right? Uh, and both testing comes with its own complexity, like, uh, like Luxman said, testing is hard, yeah. right? At least I don't. And like, we we have to write more code and more testable code. Yeah, so and it, it, it's like mathematics. So you learn it by practicing. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's at the end of the day, anything, right? And another, another like, thing about taste yeah. is that you cannot find taste in Stack Overflow or GitHub for yeah. your code. Uh, yeah. And that's a little bit hard to use because if you need help on any other things other than testing, you can find it pretty easily. Hmm. And you get away with that. But in case of testing, it's really hard to find you know, really good way to test your code when you are yeah. big. Companies don't want it and developers uh, it's Sorry? a headache. Companies don't uh, Companies don't want it and uh, for developers it's a headache. So it seems like it is setting the trend for not testing the application for the developers. <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> it? Um, I, I am not sure about that because I have not seen the whole picture leap. Because yeah. I have barely been in two scenes here. One is Android development, another is Flutter. I have done pretty small projects in backend and things like that, but I couldn't call them a good, good, you know, considerably big project. Uh, in Android and Flutter, I have been there and I have talked with other people as well. And um, testing, it does not come upfront that I have been. So basically, they read first, everybody wants to have a POC, right? So they yeah. want to know yeah. at least the UI and how it at least uh, you know high fidelity prototype kind of thing. At that point, okay. we, we are already investing a lot of time in building the UI, right? And then yeah. we, like clients already think that oh, your so UI is already done. Now they just want to like you know they just have to put the data in it, and the app will be done, right? And we also you know yeah. concede to that concept, right? And follow the suit. We start adding the API, the database, right? And application kind of works, right? Yeah. And yeah. then comes the release, right? Because the application works, why not release it, right? Yeah. We release it to the closed group and it seems to work because <laughs> most of them don't care of the, about the application, right? They don't even test it solely, right? And we, uh, you know, publish it to the 
consumer so our pets some are not if the paid consumers are using the application and there is bug they will report us and let us fix it because their money is already there right but if if it's a free app you yeah. won't even bother complaining <laughs> right then we have bugs right people report bugs right and we start fixing bugs and more bugs and suddenly new feature request come in with features and nowhere in this story came the picture of testing mm. there was no time <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is no doubt yeah. so i also have the argument about the testing that it is absolutely necessary in packages but uh, not as necessary in projects what's your thoughts on that i think packages are also projects uh yeah they are pack they are project but they are uh, used I by have, multiple projects as well and i have here's the thing though. like i would say when you develop a package yeah like when you develop a package you're developing it also for someone else yeah, yeah. Not just okay. I get it if it's a personal package, but let's say that it's for pub dot dev, right? Don't screw up someone else's code base. <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically create something dependable. That's something that's usable by other people, and make sure that it's thoroughly tested as well. At the end of the day, even a package like Waxman said is still a project, just like any other mobile application. It's a project. So I do think that yeah, it's a project. Uh, so I think that package is project will be used by users. Packages will be used by exactly. projects. Exactly, exactly. So I think both need. Uh, well, depending on the complexity, I think both don't, uh, don't should don't mess up with the time and money of your users as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. And also, don't mess up the timing of your developers as well of the people who you're sharing the package with. Yeah, basically, yeah, they right? are. Yeah, they'll basically are, like lose their mind going back over the world. Developers. Yeah, like they would—they'll lose their mind going to Stack Overflow trying to figure out why something isn't working. At the end of the day, it was just a bug in your Same package. Happens why? Because you... I was in this car <laughs> yesterday, and the guy in the car yeah. freaking out, literally freaking out about like where his last bill was lost in the software. <laughs> so it happens. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. There you go. It's it just you that we are the user of. packages not the software themselves most of the time and yeah. yeah maybe chances are you have been hurt by some bug in already <laughs> here's the thing flutter is still young so yes i definitely have been hurt by many many packages uh, i think it's an art form really to actually evaluate new packages and to see if they're actually okay to use in your projects people need to get to use to that i think i think uh, rather than just adding anything testing and it's meta right yeah and now i think go ahead and discuss about like okay my client is okay with this thing i want to learn about like how to actually start right that's it view i and avinas like do you want to start here sure so um actually i'll give the floor to begin i think uh, let's let him start for this one begin what uh, what are you talk about can you give me preface begin are you talking with your girlfriend no i'm not <laughs> begin is talking with himself So uh, no, no, no. I, okay. I just missed it there. We talk a lot of a lot about it. Yeah. Now, like, assume that I want to write test. My client is working with it. Now, yeah. I want to learn how. Yeah. How do I do it? Ah. Uh, that is. Uh, we discuss the problem about not writing. Now we yeah. let's talk about problem about writing test again. Yeah, that is the main problem I faced because uh, there is no. Uh, they don't have as many test uh, content in the start of Stack Overflow, and there is. Uh, Nobody wants to do it for some reason. 
and the tutorials there are a lot of tutorials and ui and a lot of tutorials in step management but there is no tutorial testing and even if i watch the tutorials i mean i have watched a lot of testing maybe because testing is boring or something trust me guys i sleep yeah that's true and that's the sole reason I, why i have not gotten myself into testing because my code was fine and i write the business logic separate from the ui logic so it is robust application so i have not in fact needed testing as of now but i am learning to test and i think uh, i am having hard time because there is no content about testing right now in the community actually testing is a billion dollar business yeah yeah there are no good solutions to it yeah uh, so yeah. in this regard how to say like it it doesn't happen like won't happen to everyone like until it is yeah it is what i can say is start start writing tests for at least for your dart only or like no unit test which are which do not depend on any platform so for flutter is a platform but dart is a language yeah you start writing tests for dart not necessarily flutter mm-hmm. dart can be okay. your block dart can be your repository right dart yes. can be your methods okay various utility yeah. methods so basically make sure that your behavior that you are defining on the method or function are in fact true to the idea and how do we do that i think we should at least force ourselves at the beginning about following this tdd pattern and trust me guys this has not been the you know silver lining like the own solution that worked i have tried it yeah. and i still don't follow the green oh sorry red green refactor like in, i always try go to write the production code and if it works i like you know uh, i get excited i like you know i then if i am you know in good energy i write another such kind of things which will excite me again or if i am tired i'll just go and chill outside but testing it doesn't come yeah but when there are a lot of people imagine like there are 150 and no one person knows the every single part of the session okay at that point how yeah. do you know like whether the particular person that you are working on or the yes. code just after you made a change works fine for example you updated a dependency some other developer might have the same dependency and it might have been using a deprecated library there deprecated method or you updated the library and the library has some bug and you just ship it and the user will suffer in the production right so when yes. code is because big and you cannot have hold of all the components all the logics all the kernel cases you know and lots of developer are working on the same code base at that point we have to make sure that there should be a source of you no know, review that says okay that one person will will all ask to whether this code works good okay and that is the test and if okay. it is green we at least can trust yeah. that it does not fail in the cases we have defined it can fail in other things and yeah, sure. another really amazing things i read somewhere i couldn't i don't know the source or not forgive me if i have stolen somebody's idea here without being able to find their source that when you find a bug you translate it into a test make it fail at first and then fix yeah. the production and that bug should never pass through your system it's already covered in the test right so if you yeah. ever make a bug find a bug translate that bug in terms of test okay explain it in the language of testing okay and it will fail it should fail at the first time because it's basically that behavior is buggy right yeah, yeah. you change the production code and you fix it right and from yeah. then on your project 
will not have that same bug ever again. There will be other bugs. Yeah. But not having to deal with the same problem ever again, it may not look great, but when you compound that with the time in based and the same problem again and again without test, it's really going to add up to a massive mountain of... Yeah, that's true. So, this is the kind of, you know, principle that I have. I always think of to idealize it. What I do not do myself. Because for, the first reason is I have not practiced it at well. Second, we are always in Ross about fixing the bug, right? We don't have time to explain it in terms of testing. Yeah, true. So, I'm not sure like how shall we actually approach. One of the way is like everybody is doing, make it religious. Everything should be tested. Always go through the factor process, right? Or yeah. the way, feel free about it. Go as we are going, learn it slowly, step by step, case wise. There are a lot of developers which are doing the same. I certainly think like, the thing is, is that many people are, they're closed to it or they're intimidated by it. I yeah, certainly do think that they should go to it into like a very open mindset, you know, find a couple tutorials, see what it is, see what's up and truly recognize the benefits of valid testing. And um, I really think that's a good start. So don't, don't just stick to what the benefit of testing is long term, but benefit yeah, definitely, definitely. is short term. And most yeah. of people, most of us, beat any part of life, we always tend to fix the urgent problems rather than the important problems. Actually, if yeah. you the important problems in life, the urgent problems, most of them may not even arise. Yeah, and it's so Makes hard to focus on important problems in life that we are so busy fixing our urgent problems, right? Yeah. Actually, it's not just about software that is just discovered. It's about the life. We all are too busy fixing urgencies. Mm, yeah, true. So, basically, I think we are not proactive. We are kind of reactive to this. I guess so. The thing is, being proactive, I think, is a better way about learning tests. Or at least learning the art of writing tests and writing great tests. Yeah. It's more about that mindset and less about the technique. Yeah. And I'm guilty. Right. And I'm guilty. I think we all are guilty here. <laughs> so yeah, like one of the things that I realized, I might have known it deep inside me, but might not have realized it. It's not about the test it themselves. It's not about the library. It's not about the technicality. It's about the that yeah. we are we react yeah. rather than try avoiding it. Yeah, true. And that is the reason most of us do not want to write tests. You know, you know who are the most urgent people? Like who, who have the greatest urgency? Ooh. Managers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, managers have the deepest. Uh, they they have a lot of pressure, but they want to get products out. That's right, that's right. They have the greatest yeah. pressure of urgency, and that's why they put us that amount of pressure regarding like taking time and testing. And the thing yeah, is, yeah, we want product proactive people, and we deeply wanted to avoid the, you know, the mishaps in future. Mm. We would have already been doing it. Yeah, true. Oh damn! This is a realization. I hope we realize this in every podcast. Be proactive, <laughs> then reactive. Be proactive and reactive. Thinking in the long term and the short. I like it. Yeah, I think that's the tool. Sole reason testing is not a big part of software development. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
one thing that I have learned uh, when we want to learn something and we don't know where to look, right? Yeah. Uh, in that case, what I like to do is uh, uh, look where it is already supposed to be. Like in open source softwares and open source repos, they already exist yeah. there, right? Yeah. And for yeah. I believe the place where we can find most test is packages. Yeah. But to start there, it is too intimidating for me and other people as well, for the beginner. And the question is, are you that proactive? You want to go to libraries and search for the test, or you actually don't know all the behaviors there? Yeah, that's the problem. Are you that proactive? Do you have that, you know, that level of curiosity regarding avoiding future mistakes? I mean, it, it, it's certainly an excellent way, you know, you look at existing systems, how they're yeah. built, but we don't feel that you're intimidated by it because some of them can be common. But, you know, it's always good to look at them, you know? Yeah, it's a human problem, that technical thing. like. If anything is not like, you know, super interesting or urgent, we don't like it. Right? Even like, for example, TikTok, right? Yeah. Attention span, like literally yeah. you could find another answer in another question in Stack Overflow in like seconds. Why would we read the whole page trying to find the, find what everyone is talking? Most probably the answer is already there in the question we are searching, but we don't find that in the green tick, right? Yeah. And we yes. go to another question. Imagine the case when all we had was a book and we, we had to find all the solution from that book. We would go every word, word by word. So I think it also has to do with ease of information that we have. Yeah. That we don't have a great attention span. That also means we don't have a great sense of long-term you know, long term goals or long-term successes of the project. Yeah. Oh, this is a great Aha point, right, guys? For me, at least. Uh, I, I think it uh, isn't it getting kind of long now. Okay, so I think we should talk about how, how many minutes are we next talking day. now? Because it's already long and boring, I think. So the thing is, let's wrap it up for today. Okay. Wrap it up in that discussion about testing and why we are repulsive to the process of testing or writing tests, right? Yeah. I mean, my developers and managers are repulsive about it. what might yeah. be the full reason. And I think wrap it up, it like we discussed about why we are generally, be it manager, be it developers, why we are repulsive yeah. about this. And I think we uh, got a good enough reasons why we kind of do not prioritize testing. Right? One of that is the return that the six in every kind of investment they do, whether they return in writing tests, whether it's easy enough for developers to write tests, and whether all of the business stakeholders care enough about the long-term value the test will be generated, or at least the long-term issues that test. And above that, it's a human behavior thing that we tend to prioritize urgent and interesting thing above boring and important. Yeah, yeah. And I think that sums it up. Bugs are interesting. Oh, not always. New features and new architectures are interesting. Bugs are urgent. But testing, it's boring and it is important, but not urgent. Mm, yeah. So basically, we need to learn to be proactive rather than reactive. So we do that. Not only will we have will have the tendency to write code or appreciate the, I mean, write tests or appreciate the tests, we'll also have a lot of proactive uh, advantages of being proactive in real life as well because it's all about the mentality yeah, i agree to that yeah yeah 
and the thing is this thing can automatically you know automate things sometimes those tests cannot be done by human yeah. because that particular case might be extremely hard if not mathematically impossible for example if a bug happens in galaxy s7 in a particular edge network in a particular country we won't be able to replicate that in office in whichever place you yeah. have to write test for yeah. it so yeah so test in that sense are real. they will reduce your future uh, time investment they will never let a bug go past that you know how to you know cover up his test go to production and bug you again so i think like if we can find value in that and have that mentality we'll be writing test and in next episode we'll come back and discuss about how to actually start writing test what are the easy steps to do it and what are the harder things how to move ahead like what are the like you no know, low hanging fruits in this and all those kind of things so if you are interested in finding out how to like start writing test please subscribe to us yeah. and like you know we'll just keep this you know we're learning as we go so time everything will be get better and like if anybody wants to know us like we'll add our contacts shown on down below and i think that's all up yeah the next episode bye bye guys okay bye everyone